just to launch this conversation. This is our playground. They have spontaneous conversations. They don't plan this. I mean, there's actually something sort of spiritual about that. What's he do? He's a human being. <laughs> yeah, I'm a sexist feminist. We should be friends. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Rob and Callie Show. My name's Rob Kay, and I'm sitting here with Callie Alpert. What's up, Miss Alpert? Good evening, my dear. I'm excited about tonight, and it's good to see you. Yeah, I'm excited about tonight, too. We're getting Radio 101 lessons from our guest that we will introduce soon. Yes. And there's a reason why he knows so much <laughs> about radio. So we're getting some good ideas and pointers from him. But it's good to see you. Good to see you, we too. got you back in the studio after you went on on your journey across yeah, America. <laughs> where were you last? Well, you make it sound really exotic. I, know. I, I was in I was in the On in the Sin Road City with Callie Alpert. I was in Vegas not sinning. That's where I was working. That's right. That's right. So you went out there and you did all the things that people don't do when they go to Vegas. <laughs> I did. Right, so true. you can actually talk about what happened in Vegas because you didn't do any I of know. it. I I kept thinking about that, you know, stay in Vegas moniker. I'm like, I need to do something that needs to stay in Vegas, but I can't tell you I have a lot to report. I'll have to work on that. Right. Working on that right. in general. Well, good. Sounds like That's a, a whole show. Yeah. Sounds like a goal for the year. We could talk about another show. Yes. So we are coming to you live from the talkradio.myc studios. We're really proud of the station. We just launched our new website yes. today. Yes. So congratulations to Talking Alternative, which is us. now talkradio.myc. Congratulations to Sam Leibowitz, our fearless leader, yeah. who is the Captain Kirk of this ship. Mm-hmm. And we are going into the 20, 21st century with a big blast off today. So that's fantastic. I love the website. Do you like it? It's beautiful. Um, it's yes, it's it's beautiful. We're proud of it. We're excited and we're excited for the new year and, and what it's going to bring. And there's a bunch of new hosts that have been joining with different types of shows, rounding out all the different topics that we cover on the um, on the uh, platform. And yeah, we're really proud of it. Yeah. And we thank Sam. Yeah. Thanks, Sam. He's thanks. quietly sitting to my left. There you go. And thanks, Adam, who designed it, who has his mm-hmm. own show. And uh, yeah, we're getting a big lineup at the station. So the team is growing. So um, yeah, I want to talk about a couple of things before we, we introduce our Do we have business? Guest. We've got business? No, I was just going to talk about one thing that always surprises me is the day of the show, before the show, I'm like trying to organize my thoughts. I'm taking some notes. I'm a little nervous. And then a couple hours or three, four hours before the show, I just get really calm. I get this grace, and I'm just like really excited about being here. Do you experience that? No, no, I'm just <laughs> No, that was just, cause you, you just set me up so perfectly. I had to play your Ed McMahon for a moment there. Um, it depends. It actually depends on, um, you know, the day where I'm at in my life, you know, and how busy or scattered or not. Um, Sometimes trekking in from New Jersey, I could get a little cranky about, but always worth it to be here. I think I'm, I get nervous sometimes if I feel like I'm not as in the zone with the topic and that it's a little bit more like I have to dig a little bit deeper. Right. Um, I tend to relax more when I know that we have a guest, as you know, because that tends to be more of my my my. I hate to use the word wheeled house, but such an overused word, but my wheelhouse. Right. Um, and I get excited just to have new, you know, new, new blood, fresh, fresh blood in the studio. Um, so I think for me, it's just, it depends on the day. It's not as consistent as it is with you, but I'm always, by the time I walk in here, yeah. always thrilled to be here. Every time I see you guys and your, you know, your lovely faces, I'm always, um, excited to do the show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's like, I could be having a really bad day, be in right. a bad mood, but then just 
couple hours before, I'm like, oh yeah, we're doing the show. And yeah, it's medicine. Once we go live, it is therapeutic. It is. It is. It's really great. If for no one else, for us. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, I don't think anyone's listening anyway. It's just you and I talking. So, you know, that's usually how it is. So anyway, so, um, so yeah, it's a new year, lots going on. And um, we did a series last year, which was our Real Interesting People series. And this year we're going to do a new series, which is our Talk is Cheap series. Mm -hmm. And it has to do kind of with the show that we did last week about the marches. And when we were asking people after the march, what are you going to do to make a difference? So I think this year we're really focused on making a difference. We're getting a thumbs up from our guests. That's a good sign. Yeah, yeah. So... um, So it's cool because that's sort of the theme that we're going with, where we want to talk to people about how they're making a difference, but also what actions they're taking where they're not just talking about, they're actually doing it. Right. So our guest tonight is actually a guy who is so far from from cheaply talking. He is walking his walk. Are we going to call it Talk is Cheap? Is that the title yeah, of so our series? Yes, it's our right? Talk is Cheap yeah. series. Yes. Yeah. So our first guest tonight of the Talk is Cheap series is Bonte Giorgio Repetti. And Bonte actually founded our radio station here, Talking Alternative, which is now changed over to talkradio.myc. So it's so great to have him on the show. But Bonte is a guy who had a wellness center here. And you can tell he had a wellness center here because there are still dozens of pads where it says Repetti Wellness on it. Oh, so we're always I never reminded that. That's that, so funny. that Bonte I never was here. That. Right. His spirit is here in pads. <laughs> and so uh, if you need to that write down a memo, good. Right. We, don't mean, <laughs> right. we don't mean sanitary. Right. Yeah. If, if, if you need to write down a memo, just grab one of Bonte's pads there. You can write it down. There's a piece of paper for you. But um, Everyone, anyway. Every man's legacy should be immortalized in little uh, paper pads. Yes. Right, right. I think so. That's right. So Bonte had a wellness center here and uh, one day decided that he wanted to become a Buddhist monk and he left and he's been a monk ever since. And so we're so grateful to have him on the show tonight, the founder of the radio station, Bonte Giorgio Repetti. Welcome, Bonte. Mm, thank you. Welcome. Thanks and speaking for... of Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where you tend to spend most of your time? Actually, you know what's really ironic? Um, there are at least 13 Thai temples in 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 Nevada. Ah. You know what's really weird? What? You brought up something. Um, in Thailand, you've got this holy alliance on one side. Like, you've got all these monks. And then you've got Pat Pong in, Bang- in Bangkok. I don't know if you've heard of Pat Pong. It's like Sin City to the max. Yeah, it's uh, uh, super. There, uh, yeah, there's a lot of the yeah, you know, sex trade. So you've got this, this bizarre duality. Mm-hmm. This, it's kind of like you've got you know, this holy alliance and then you've got this whole Sin City on mm-hmm. the other side. Mm-hmm. You know, in Italy, you've got the mafia and then you've got the Vatican. It's like a Sin City. It's like a, uh, you know, it's like this, this duality mm-hmm. that's going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's bizarre how um, how that occurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's an interesting phenomena. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess we're all, du- you know, we all have our duality on either little mi- mini micro levels and then also the macro levels, too. So it's well, yeah. interesting to point that out. Well, yeah. I mean, the Buddha always talks about um, life is duality. Yeah. And that is a problem. And that's why Buddha talks about, you know, the middle way all the time. Mm-hmm. You right. know, but it's interesting because in um, very religious societies, um, you've got this you know, high religious thing. But then on the other side, you've got a real dark thing too. And Mm. that exists throughout all societies in a sense, you know. 
Um, so, you know, there's just a simple, you said Las Vegas and I thought, yeah, well, because yeah. <laughs> I've also been there as a bachelor, but I'm not going into that conversation. We are. We're actually, taking you into no, that conversation. We're not, we're not having actually, that that's where we wanted to start. When you <laughs> oh, were in yes, Vegas we last, going what into happened when you were in Vegas? Now no, that you're a Buddhist no, no. monk, you can tell everybody about yes, it. You know, we'll just leave that and <laughs> <laughs> moving on. I think you were part of that ad campaign. You're like, you know, we should try and hide kind of what happens here. Let's maybe mention that to the vegas authorities and and one more point uh before before i let you run your own show (laughs) uh um basically talking about the protesting i so agree with that yeah you know it's one thing to just go and shout on the street and abuse people and you know say you're peaceful and then when someone you know confronts you you tell them to f off and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um but it's another thing to actually start working and do something that you think, you know, making the change you want to see mm-hmm. in the world, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I think that that's far more effective mm-hmm. and far more peaceful than you go on your merry way and you start just doing what you think should be done. Yeah. And through that, you'll learn so many things. I don't think you learn anything by yelling in the street, really. But but then again, they say, oh, sometimes you need to yell in the street. But then I think, well, think about it for a minute, you know. Can we do things differently, you know? can we? Is it more of an emotional reaction or, you know, not being objective to the current situation because the situation is always a choice. There's always a positive and negative. Yeah. You know, even in the most direst of situations, if you calm down, and you and you and you kind of relax yourself, right? Um, then that gives you wisdom. You know, if you go into your center, that gives you reason immediately. It gives you the way out mm-hmm. of that calamity in a way. And if there's not a way out, at least you're calm and you mm-hmm. can accept, you know, the worst that comes your way. Right. But if you jump into an emotional reaction and you start to panic, you're going to do everything wrong. If you're just reacting, right? Reactivity you know? never gets. You're very just far. reacting. You're, you're reacting. Talking, you're talking like the first four months of our show. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, right. 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 Well, no, because we had to practice. Yeah. Well, no, it's always been a really good conversation. But but I and I think Callie's well. We've had to practice being centered, where we're actually paying attention to each other rather than thinking oh, about what we're going to talk about or what's the structure of the show. Like just being in the moment more, and it's it's a practice. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, being live, it's you know, it's a weird concept, but. It's actually just, you know, talking in front of people and just, you know, communicating and listening. Um, So are you talking or are you thinking? Which one are you doing? You right. know, so well, if you're going to have a talk, that? just what go ahead that? and talk. I was, just, I was thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to have some kind of plan. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But back to your point, because I just want to bridge between what you guys do, I think, because you're both speaking to different sides of this conversation, because you're talking, Rob, I think more about being present versus being in your head, and you're talking about the reactivity of sort of heated combustible emotions. And just to kind of round out before, because we really do want to get into your life and what you did in Vegas. Oh, We're more interested geez. in hearing yeah. hearing about you. Um, but I do think that part of uh, uh, largely what spawned this series for us is because there is so much energy out there right now and things are very combustible and reactive. And I think there is a place for reactivity in the short term as long as it's not dangerous or harmful because we're humans and we're full of a lot of emotion and those emotions mm. have to have an outlet, Good albeit point. for a reasonable period of time, you mm, know. Right. Um, so yeah. I'm, you know, I'm a firm believer in just sort of feeling a sense of release first before you find your peace. But again, based on your practice, which we want to talk about. Oh, it sounds you know, like you're practicing very well. Oh, well. 
<laughs> we try, we try, don't we? Yeah, well, one of the things we try and do on the show is be as transparent as we can be with our own process, you know, and our own getting to some calm after heavy emotion, which we've even had, you know, between us on the show. Maybe the process, a few times. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like, so we try and share whatever we can to help other people with it. And the other thing we do is we're trying to help people now who may be upset with what's going on to take some action so they feel a little better, but also affect some change. That's a big theme that we talk about. So one thing that we've talked about um, on the show is where some Wall Street guy gives it all up and he goes to some farm upstate and you never hear from him again, you know, that kind of thing. And as it turns out, that's in a way what I think we want to talk about with you, where you had this wellness center and then all of a sudden you decided that you just wanted to give it all up and leave. So mm. can you bring us back? What was going on then? What happened? Well, I mean, it wasn't like all of a sudden. It always seems like all of a sudden, but it's never all of a sudden, I believe. Uh, I, you know, there was something, there was some, you know, there was a, there was always some wood on the fire on that one about, you know, going and, and going in the woods and, and, and kind of living a contemplative life and retreating. Uh and you, you know that's a long story, right? And it, you, you know, we we can't go to Vegas on this one. We have to go. <laughs> we have to go way before that happens. Um, but was there a seed that got planted though for you? Pretty much, something? yeah. Yeah, when you know, when I was about nineteen, twenty, uh, about years of age, um, which wasn't long ago actually. It was wasn't that long ago, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I. I got heavily into meditation and heavily into spiritual practice and um and i met my first teacher well he met me i suppose they always say the master finds you when you're ready mm. kind of thing it's only if you're ready to see it or not um and he took me under his wing and he took me on a, an amazing journey an amazing ride that has always changed has always it always uh, is a point of reflection for me because it changed my life so much, so drastically. I mean, so one eight was such a one eighty when I met him. He took me off the. I was a very negative state at that point, a very confused teenager, kind of late teenager, and he took me on this path, and I went heavily into this practice for a while. Mm. But my parents, uh, being traditional in their views, uh, you know, and me wanting to make them happy. Um, uh, but this is not an excuse to get why I got married young. But basically, they wanted me to get married because uh, they, you, they, you know, the typical. You need to get married. You need to get. You need to get authority. You need to get a, a career, and you know we're fine with you. Right, right. So we're gonna put a pause on that. This is a good teaser. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna go to break. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the Rob and Callie show here live on talkradio.nyc. We're in the studio and we're very happy to have our very special guest, the first in our series of Talk is Cheap and How to Take Action in Your Life, Monk, Buddhist Monk. Bon, um, Bonte G, I think we're calling you tonight, right? Whatever you like. <laughs> <laughs> or B, or G. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you were starting, before the break, you were starting to tell us about what the seed was that plant, that was planted oh, for you right. to get on the path of your um, your Buddhist monk Well, look, studies. I'm going to be brief because these stories can get quite long. And uh, but, but, you know, it's like, yeah, I met this guy, my teacher, and he taught me many, many things. And... 
he he uh you know he lifted me out of this dark cloud that i was in for so long this you know just confusion and and just not knowing you know where to go in life and i think everybody goes through this at some point in their lives unless they're lucky Mm. right um or they don't know it or aren't willing to well you know i right yeah look i don't know i don't know i think you know i do believe there are some people who have it straight from the beginning i do believe that i i really do because you know on a board on a broad spectrum of people and and people's lives how do we know you know we can't always judge people by how we by our own lives because mm-hmm. uh, people some people have got it good and i mean i'm not talking about financially good i mean even that as well but i'm talking some people do have got it sorted out sorted out from an early age you know and i well i don't want to brag but <laughs> they did call me really precocious <laughs> oh man <laughs> <laughs> and wow. then delusional came in as well <laughs> and that's when i got into therapy <laughs> yeah. yeah therapy that's another interesting one um, but <laughs> moving, moving, moving on from there. Um, so yeah, look, you know, uh, not to take too much time on this show with, with this subject, but, uh, I wanted, I was conflicted, um, when I was young, like in the sense that I wanted to make my parents happy because it was such an immigrant story. My parents came from Italy and they, and my, they worked seven days a week and they did this and they did that. And I felt very ungrateful and unappreciative by not being successful in something and not being married. And I had three elder brothers. They were all married and they all had jobs and stuff. And I kind of felt a little bit inferior and, and felt a little bit kind of like, you know, I'm not pulling my you know pulling my weight and not doing what i should be doing as an immigrant child i'm not you know uh my my parents have sacrificed a lot and rightly so and and so you know what am i doing and so this was a big subject but i was an italian growing up in australia with a different culture things were confusing um but you know not everybody goes through these kind of confusion i mean i'm summarizing what i can remember right now it's a lot wider but at the same time you know um you know, uh, uh, I had this spiritual thing going on. Well, you can call it spiritual, just like this, 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 this awakening going on on the other side of life, which didn't wasn't compatible with my family life at home. Uh, my father's an atheist. My mum's a devout Catholic. Um, the community I was in was not at all into Asian things. Um, you know, when I started my first clinic um, back in Leichhardt, it was there was virtually no Italian Australians mm. doing what I was doing, and mm-hmm. you know, I copped a lot of flack <coughs> for that from my own community. I thought I was a weirdo, this and that, because I, you know, used to do stuff like walk the streets without shoes and do sorts of crazy, go meditate in the city and all that kind of things. So I was having this big awakening on one side. But it was alienating me from the community on the other. You know, a lot of my friends and family were freaking out. They would, they thought I was losing my mind, right? Yeah, just such so, a tricky place to be when you're trying to find your own truth and yet you're still young and you don't have a tribe in which to kind of fit or validate it. That's, yeah, that's isn't a, it weird when you realize that maybe this is not your tribe? You know, yeah. maybe like there you love them and they're your fan, but maybe it's just not 
who you it's yeah. just yeah. not for you yeah. yeah i just i just went through that recently like where i look back at college and i'm like why was i hanging out with a group of guys like that like how did i even think that we were compatible as friends or that they could be considered a tribe for me you know and it's just that's where i was at that point in my life yeah yeah i mean it's you know when you have that realization that oh you know this is not for me you know and it feels deep and so so there is you know there's a kind of rebellion reaction and you know thinking comes in the way gets in the way of the heart of the intuition and um and and so you know i and at that time i was uh in you could say a very uh uh physical time a very of my life you know um so i met met my first wife i became infatuated i fell in love you could say and not long after my daughter was born and and then that's that was i just still did the spiritual practice and i still did everything but i was doing the family life and the career life as well um how is th- it feeling at that time sorry to interrupt you but so how does it feel as you're getting more into your family life and the constructs i'm sure you love i put my first wife through hell because mm-hmm. i was confused mm-hmm. um my heart was in it but it wasn't in it and mm-hmm. i don't want to rip anything off her because she's a lovely lady you know um and but i loved having my kids it was it, you know it was i liked being a father right but something in me knew it was wasn't something wasn't going to hold you know when that was devastating you know and there and and that marriage only lasted seven or eight years anyway you know i ended up walking out you know we both kind of walked out on each other a few times and we both got fed up and um, you know, and, and that's because my fundamentals just weren't, you know, I was, it's kind of like, uh, not paying attention, not, not really listening to, right, to your intuition voice, yeah. and that causes disasters. Yeah. yeah. Always. Yeah. And yeah. yet it's really not taught in most of our, at least Western societies. And it yeah. really is, I mean, to oversimplify when you think of anybody who gets onto a path that leads to a place of dis-ease or un- discomfort or trouble or, di- you know, um, um, I'm doing a very overarching um, sort of uh, um, That's okay. uh, oversimplification. Yeah. That's good. But I think a lot of it often stems from the fact that we don't listen to our own voices because we're not taught that as kids. Yeah. No, there's, the there's, it's all about, you know, learn shoulds. mathematics, learn geography, right. learn, you know, learn well, how to get A's, how to get B's, how to right. get A's. How to, you're a good boy if you get A's. You're a good boy if you get B's or, you know, in women, I'm a boy, so I have to talk that way, right? Yeah, But yeah. But, but you know you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, I was going to say that, that I think high school curriculum, instead of like trigonometry Definitely. or calculus or things that someone may not use in life at all they should have a class like intuition 101 mm-hmm. or life skills 101 right. or meditation 101 right. well, in thailand they do yeah yes. they're starting See? to here now too you know they oh, they, 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 they get this they get a lot of their students mm-hmm. uh, to go to the temple in general once a week oh wow uh the students have meditation as part of the curriculum mm-hmm. um you know i you know, there's nothing like sitting in silence and connecting. You know, we ran a program in, in, in my old my old hometown of Leichhardt um, for a little while. I was going and teaching my local primary school where I grew up, so meditation to the kids, you know. Mm. Uh, and they were loving it, you yeah. know. They, they You should have seen them. They were like warriors. You know, they could sit straight for, you know, a good period of time. It was fantastic. But anyway, getting back on the subject, because people are listening, you know, <laughs> I keep forgetting about those guys. <laughs> but... um. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, it was a very uh, confusing thing because my inner direction somehow wasn't satisfied 
you know and and i was doing the family life because i thought it was the right thing to do mm. you know but and and you know obviously it didn't work out so then you know many years later um after my teacher died um <clears throat> after my teacher died things started to go not so good uh then my marriage kind of fell apart after not you know a few years later and and um i kind of lost direction and then i i decided to plank everything even with two kids in australia i decided i'm going to go to new york um and you know try to start a new life and which was uh which was a real uh shocker for most people because i had two children yeah but for some reason in me i thought you know this is going to be good for them and it now it is Mm -hmm. right but at the time yeah yeah yeah, uh, you know but i explain but i've expanded their life in so many ways Right, because I brought him here and I put him in school here for a year, and so, so I believed in all these long-term things, but the short-term wasn't so good. So there was a sense of abandonment, and I even apologized to my kids. You know, I said sorry for abandoning you. Mm-hmm. Right. I didn't abandon you, but I did abandon you. So it was like both. You know, mm-hmm. uh, in my heart, I never did, but action-wise, it seemed that way. Right? Because right? either because otherwise you would have been abandoning yourself, which in the long run. Would yeah, have been and see that was the whole trick. Was yeah. like how? See, this is the thing that I've realized, and and you know, it's like you've got your personal line, like your personal kind of intuition life, which you want to live, and then you've got life, right? And then you've got people around you, right? And so then comes this: you've got to be a juggler. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to work it out. It's like how do you stay focused, but not being torturous Mm. and and not being absolutely introvert like i mean there needs to be some kind of balance or harmony i guess right Mm. but how do you keep your line and and stay in society uh and you do have family and you do owe your family a lot because they're your first teachers especially your mother and father if you're lucky to have a mother and father because not everybody has, right? Mm-hmm. Um, talking about many orphans in the world and people who are fostered out. So, mm-hmm. so whatever, whoever taught you in your first few years and t- took care of you when you were vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're still vulnerable. But yeah, there there is a kind of owing back. There is a pain back. There is. I strongly believe in that. And then there's your own personal. Yeah, there there's your own personal uh, direction, and where do I go with that, and how do I maintain that continuously right. without offending people, without bothering people, right. and 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 being really happy within myself, right? Right, and it's something that we talk about on the show where it's like to thine own self be true, and it's like when I'm being true to myself, then I'm better for other people. Right, right. Yeah. It's also harder. not as easy as it sounds. No, no, right? no. It's it's a practice, and it kind of va- and it also circles back to what we said earlier. It sort of validates why th- these types of practices, I think, are so important when you're younger, before life gets more complicated, before you have mortgages, before you have children, which is obviously a sacred thing, and you know, then it's easier to get away from yourself because how do you integrate all these different needs or like you said all the different yeah, tentacles of your point. life right i agree you know when very it, good point when it's still simple and it can still be a luxury to pay attention to yourself why aren't we doing that more and not in the selfish sort of you, you know. know you might have you might have explained the cause of men, of that midlife crisis breakdown that might be the cause of it right there i do believe that yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so with that we're continuing our conversation with bonte and we'll be right back
Welcome back to the Robin Callie Show, and tonight we are starting our Talk is Cheap series, and our first guest is Bonte Giorgio Repetti, who is a Buddhist monk. So, Giorgio, I'm sorry, Bonte, you were talking about... He's got um, many names. Yeah, yeah. I do, and you know what Giorgio <laughs> actually means? No, what? It means farmer. Uh, all right. So, I'm a farmer. There you go. I'm a farmer. I was named a farmer. I always hated that, but now I actually like it. It's yeah. Like, oh, that's cool. It there is you go. Cool. So the you... farmer monk. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Who said monks don't have egos? <laughs> <laughs> so, so you plant seeds and then you harvest. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, actually, it's really weird because my, your name, um, you know, your name has been given to you for a reason in whatever way, and it has a certain meaning. And you know, sometimes I think about my my name and why my dad named me my name and it's it's actually a really funny story i was born in king george hospital in in sydney right mm-hmm. so that's Giorgio. Mm-hmm. and then the hospital across the road is prince alfred but my dad couldn't pronounce it so he called me henry instead <laughs> so my name is george henry in english right but right. in Itali- italian it's Giorgio enrico right? right and it was based on just the hospital i was born in <laughs> <laughs> and here i'm thinking you know philosophically right, oh my so dad is so wise he was right. thinking you know what can i name my son to help his right. philosophical awareness right. yes let's call him farmer but it was he like shall be. well you were born right. in king george hospital so we named you george right <laughs> right it just based on inspired by the sign across the street right he, he's sitting there in the waiting room he's looking at the refreshment the the, the the soda machine he's like welch's we should call him welch's soda that's his middle name yeah. <laughs> giorgio welch's soda repetti right. yeah but going back on what we were talking about um the the what you were saying before carly was yeah spot on it's like you know you you it, particularly from an, from my point of view, like my father was like a very type A, working seven days a week, putting food on the table, uh, trying to set roots for his family. And my mother was a housewife that would just take, you know, these crappy jobs and work sh- stupid hours and, mm. and w- get paid basically nothing, you know, uh, because she was a housewife. She was uh brought up that way she's old school woman right strong as anything though and i love her to death wise as hell yeah people are un- under eight housewives and and mothers you know a mother's yeah. a mother yeah i don't care if she works or doesn't work it's the toughest job in the world you know yeah leave it alone yeah. you know gosh you know um so anyway but she was never uh ambitious my mother she just wanted to have kids and 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 support her husband right and, and people you know they rip on that these days. It's like, I, I, why? Yeah. What's wrong? There? What the hell's wrong with that? Everyone's got a right to live how they want to live. Yep. Right. It's a job, and like you said, it's a full time job, and it's an all knowing job. There's a lot of omniscience with right. And you yeah. got four boys to look mm-hmm. after. It's yeah. Not, mm, yeah. Anyway, but anyway, moving on from that subject because that's another subject for another show, I guess. Um, We're going to book you again. Oh, yeah, three in three years. Sam's already <laughs> got me on, <laughs> on the waiting uh, list. When I, the yeah, he's on. No, he's on my waiting list. Oh, okay. yeah, <laughs> three years time. Uh, yep, go visit <laughs> Sam in New York. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's that kind of like uh, that tumultuous thing, and and this whole marriage thing. I wasn't done with it because I got married a second time, 
right? So, you know, not only did I go from one extreme, I, you know, I had this business in Sydney. Um, I was doing really, really well. I was still a young man. I was, you know, 30, when I came to New York, I was about 32. Uh, I had a bumping wellness center back then and it was doing really, really well. Um, uh, I had eight staff at some, at most points. I had a meditation center. I was teaching martial arts. I had a Kung Fu school going. I had a college going. I accredited my own college. Mm. I had all these things going. I had my marriage and my kids. I was, you know, I was a gymnastics coach as well. I was a fitness coach. I was doing all these things. And I was going completely nuts because it was erratic energy that needed to be uh, directed right, in something. a certain way, right? And I worked extremely hard. And that's what people don't never look at. They say, well, how would you get success? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Action. Do lots of stuff. You know, get busy. Don't, don't be lazy right and expand yourself wherever you can right try don't don't be ignorant you know keep expanding expand don't be lazy with with your knowledge right so that was kind of my forte at that time still is that hasn't really dropped i'm not lazy with knowledge um but anyway, moving on from there, you know, I said, that's it. I'm going to go for the big one. I'm going to go to New York. I actually wanted to go to California first, but there was technical problems with the acupuncture license at the time because uh, I used to practice acupuncture and, I, and, and they wouldn't accept me um, in California unless I studied in one of their colleges for two years and I wasn't prepared to go back to school after 12 years of study at that time. So I said, so I looked someone up on the internet in New York and that's a. I don't want to get into that whole story because that takes away from what we're talking about. Um, but you know, I came to your to New York, started a practice, um, started to go crazy again, um, and 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 then uh, you know I met my second wife, and and I thought you know I've I've got to do this right this time. I've got to get married. It's all got to be right. It's all got to happen. Wow. So you're still more committed to writing what you thought was a previous yeah mistake, I mean yeah because I wanted to go home with a wife I wanted thing, yeah. to go home with yeah. a darn wife I, and I'm sorry it doesn't mean that my second wife I didn't love her I loved her indeed I indeed I loved her but there was a bit of that going on too I have to admit you know it's like it's like I want to show my family that I'm a that I'm a complete person that I'm a mm. that I'm a normal person and that I've adjusted to society mm. because mm. that's what my parents wanted in a way right but simultaneously, your practice is probably developing, and I would imagine or assume that the voice inside of you is getting louder. So how did well, you yeah, well, that that was a combustion that? ready. That was that was going to happen, and so you know, so many things happened. Uh, there was a two thousand and eight stock market crash. Uh, the business took a dive. You know, for the first time in eighteen years, I had to borrow money. I've never had to do that. Never, right. Like I was, I was on an incline, like, uh, uh, and then it just went beep, you know. And I said this on another show, on Sam's show the other day, I think. So I won't repeat too. I won't go into that too much. So coming back to the subject, but basically there was this combustion with the business. It just went boom, and and that kind of um, went crazy. Uh, my wife had certain demands that I didn't want to meet. Um, and um, that was creating a lot of deal breakers, a lot of problems. And I was working at a cancer center uh, in the Bronx at the same time. And I was working chemotherapy rooms and, and radiation rooms and dealing a lot with and seeing people come in and, you know, 85% of the patients would die after, you know, two or three months. Mm. So I was seeing 
that year I saw so much death. Like it was like being in a concentration camp. I mean, these people after this chemo, you know, they're like they look like skeletons. You know, they yeah, look like the same photos that you see in those in every concentration camp, right? So that was bizarre, right? And then so my wife and I decide it's time to part. Business isn't doing well. I'm seeing all this death. So suddenly something hit me and I, and I picked up an old book that was given to me on Theravada Buddhism because I'd walked away from my teacher's teachings for a while. I said, no, that I don't want to go down this spiritual path. It's alienating me from my family. It's alienating me from my tribe. It's not, it's not right anymore. I've, I've got to be loyal to the tribe you know got to be loyal got to be loyal got to be loyal and that was a huge man what a battle that was mm. and then i you know i said can i still be loyal but still follow my heart you know that you know can i still do it and i thought you know after seeing this death and seeing all these things i was i read on a dharma called anicca dukkang anichang dukkang anatta Anichang, impermanence, inconsistency, dukkang, stress, pain, uh, uh, unsubstantial, uh, in, uh, not satisfactory, and, and, and anatta, not self. But one thing I understood straight away was anichang, which is this change, this impermanence of all things. And I saw my business just crash like to a point that is like before I even started my first business and I and I was so overwhelmed that after 18 years of like really hitting it as hard as yeah. I probably yeah. could it was all just taken away boom you know just and I had to go and ask people for money which I've never done before right right so people have offered money to me in the past but I've never asked people for money hmm. that was bizarre right and then seeing the business crash and then having my second divorce which to- and losing my third my third child right going back to this that 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 just created a vortex in itself i'm not blaming my wife at all i had a lot to do with that um and then seeing all this death at the same time so that threw me in a cataconic state i went into this kind of co- like this i don't know i think i had that i think that was my my friends say i was having a midlife crisis maybe they're right i i hated them for saying that it was your break, but and also it was your breaking. Point. I call it my gravity. spiritual awake. I call yeah. it my awakening time. Yeah. yeah, you know. And then, then something happened. You know, I picked up that book and I started studying and I started just focusing on anichang. I started seeing anichang like impermanence, and it had such a, like something opened up inside me that, you know, I couldn't. It came from, like it was massive. And for people that aren't familiar with Buddhism, isn't that one of the major tenets of Buddhism? I guess so, but I think it's just in everybody's life when you have that awakening of some kind that you just realize, fuck it, it you know, it's part of the expression, but this we just ain't this this just this just isn't for me. <laughs> yeah, right, that's the only kind of monks we have on the show, the ones who curse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm getting all. We talked to getting a, carried away here. You bon, see me? I'm getting bon carried away. We talked to a bunch of monks before you, and we're like, "Can you curse on the show?" They're like, "Well, I will not do it." We're like, "Then you can't be on the <laughs> no, show." No, I know monks yeah i actually i'm not gonna i'm not gonna show dirty laundry uh, <laughs> but but what i will say what i will say is that you know it's like i think every if you you know i got to that point and i think now this is the advantage of seeking knowledge this is the advantage of not being lazy this is the advantage of being ambitious is that your mind is developed you've developed knowledge and after a while you it will you will hit it you know, like eventually, it's like what my teacher told me. It was very interesting. My first teacher said, even if you're wrong, 
be intense about it. Be really intense about it mm-hmm. because that'll take you to the right. Right, the commitment to it. So is that when you're saying... I wonder if Donald Trump is listening to this gosh. show and just heard that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thanks for that. You're not a lefty. Um, <laughs> oh, no. We're not having that conversation now. He's left-handed. Yes, oh, okay. left-handed. I, I am left-handed. Oh, okay, well. I just wanted to save yeah. us from that conversation. Good. Um, but is that when your actions caught up to your thoughts? Pretty much. that moment? Yeah, like it, everything, you know, I read that Dharma right that was my dharma that's called the dharma moment i saw that it was like i had that it just opened up in me and then i went into i locked myself up for a year that was it working home no girls no screwing around no alcohol nothing uh just work no play uh and meditating every darn night and on sundays i would meditate the whole day and that transition what did that transition come naturally yeah I was able to sit 10, 12 hours straight after that on a Sunday. I, every night I would meditate, you know, all night through, mm. go to work, meditate, meditate, TV off, sometimes on, you know, but it was, it was, a, you know, I had my friends, hey man, this girl's interested in you. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Is she, are you sure she's interested in this miserable guy? She only knew the truth. Um, so I just wouldn't, I wouldn't take it upon myself to share myself with anybody at this point after this. And what I did was lock myself up. And then one day after a huge meditation session, I was out on the street. It was 4 a.m. I was having a smoke because I smoke. And, um, Smoking, cursing monk. Yeah. Kind of monk. Yeah. I'm, I'm stereotypical. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, 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 Breaking yeah. the mold. Yeah. So basically, you know, I had this hit, you know, and something came from the center. And we'll talk about it. It just said, now it's time. A voice came and it said, now it's time to become a monk. Right, and it was so darn freaking loud. Uh, this time, I said, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, this time I'm listening." Listen. No, this time I'm gonna listen. Because you had cleared out all the muck, maybe, and made space. Mm. Perhaps. So, on that note, uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we want to hear a little bit more about what your transition, your course of action was, and then what other people can take away from your experience. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Robin Kelly Show. Uh, we just have a great guest tonight. We have uh, Bonte in the studio here, and it's like we're already talking about rebooking him because there's so many different things we want to talk about. So you were talking about the there's epi- a three year list wait. Just that's right. You know. That's right. So everybody, you just you're only going to wait three yeah. years. But I also want to say, I'm just to, sorry to interrupt you, but I can't help myself. Yeah. You know, this is so relatable too because there's so many people, and people can't see you, and they don't know, you know, your past, but and the what a normal guy you were, and you say, I say normal in quotes, in terms of not living an austere lifestyle. And there's a lot of people that fantasize about finding their version of throwing it all away and finding something that's deeper and richer. And this is just, for some, maybe a more extreme example, but I think it's very relatable. Yeah. You know? Well, so my message to, to you out. for that one is just don't be lazy. Even if you don't know, just don't be lazy. Just stay active, stay active study, work, you know, uh, don't be lazy with yourself. You're wasting your time. You're mm. wasting your precious life. You know, uh, don't don't waste your precious life. Mm. And knowledge is power. And truth sets you free. But sometimes you have to do some work to get to that truth. And that's that's what I think what led to my explosion. You know, and it was it exploded out of me. You know, this voice at you know Sydney having a smoke going rah, 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 bloody hell, life sucks, and then suddenly. <laughs> Suddenly I had a quiet moment and it was like, 
you know, I looked down and it was just like this voice came in and it was like, it wasn't from the clouds. <laughs> it was from here. Yeah. Mm. Right. And, and then, you know, then comes in my thinking, oh, geez, how am I going to explain this to everybody? And then I thought, you know what? For the first time in my life, yeah. I don't care anymore. Mm. And, you know, I tell people the story when I said to my father and my friends, um, and this is not a put down of them. Actually, I, I shouldn't say this ever again. I'll just say this last time. When I said to my father and my friends, I'm going to New York to seek fame, fashion, uh, fame, fame, fortune and power. Right. Everybody was clapping. Right. Even though my kids were going to be left in Sydney, you know, I had mm-hmm. support from, you know, the people that mattered. Mm-hmm. When I told people I'm going to turn around now, I've had enough of this life. I think I've achieved enough. I don't want to achieve anymore. I, it's as far as I can go. I don't want to go any further in this direction. I'm going to go and, you know, go and seek wisdom from people that live in forests and monks. Everybody started throwing stones. I mean, brutally. Right, and I'm not. I don't want people to feel sorry for me. There's mm. nothing to do with that. Mm. But you know, there was only one or two people like that got my back. Right, you know, but everybody else, man, they were slamming in. Oh, what yeah. about your kids? Oh, what about my kids now? You didn't give a crap when I, you know, yeah. when I wanted to go on the other side of the world to seek fame, fortune, and power. But now you do because I'm yeah. going to go become a monk. Yeah, or like, you're not matching their map. Now exactly. you're, you're just making your own map. And they're like, oh, wait, that's not the map that we think is success right. or a good thing to do. Right. It's exactly and you the can't criticize these the process. Yeah, and you place. can't criticize these people either for having no, those no. views, right? Right. Because right. that's not right either. Right, right. So we just want to kind of get into this. So you get there and you're out in the, the wilderness and you're meditating. And you told me this story in the studio where you were like, yeah, I'll do the same. Six months and I'll be done with it. And that didn't happen. So no, well, see, happened. that's what I'm saying. Like, my mind was playing tricks on me. It was trying to, like, that's why they call it the monkey mind, mm-hmm. right? Because it was trying to throw me off the path. It didn't want to connect with the intuition. It was rebelling. And that's what I've realized, that that's the forest message. That's the Buddha's message. It's, you know, it's kind of like there's the, the normal mind. Then there's the heart, right? And the normal mind just wants to do its own thing. Mm-hmm. And the heart has an intuition, and connecting these two together is the, pr- basically the purpose of practice. Yeah, don't they yeah. say it's the longest road? Yeah. Between your well, maybe, your or maybe it's just seeing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know, because when you have enough knowledge or you've gone through enough shit in your life and then bang, it happens or whatever, you, or you have a very happy, sometimes it happens out of extreme joy. And they say in in this path anyway, extreme joy can actually bring a lot of wisdom, can bring insights as well. Mm -hmm. It's the opposite as well. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a broad spectrum of experiences that you can have that can open doors for you. Mm -hmm. But, you know, my mind started saying, yeah, you're not going to last. You're not going to last. This is all bullshit. You know, you're kidding yourself. You know, you should go back to work. You're not being responsible. And that's that voice, you know, that reasoning started to hit my, my mother and father in my head, and um, which we all have, I yeah, think. Mm-hmm. it takes a lifetime to undo those voices. Yeah, right. And, you know, they're not that bad. Your mother and father love you. They're, I mean, without them, you'd, you wouldn't have gotten far. You would, you'd be have a shitty backside for the rest of your life if it's, someone didn't wipe it, right? <laughs> um, seriously, seriously, right? Someone yeah. fed you and kept you out of the cold. So yeah. there's a constant appreciation of that. But getting the voices out of your head to follow your heart is the trick. Yeah. Right. Um, and learning to follow your own intuition. So, uh, 
you know, it came this voice, ah, oh, how are you going to live without women? And my mum, of, of course, out of all women, get married again. How can a man live without sex? She just said it blind. I said, mum. And my dad's like, how can you say that to a man? <laughs> 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 you know, my dad was in uproar, you know. It's like he's really conservative. You don't talk about these things. Right. Like my dad, when it comes to intimacy, it's always hush-hush. It's like we don't go there. You know, but my mom's kind of like, you know, give her a, uh, a glass of wine and boy, do. <laughs> she's oh, worried about yeah, your sex it, life. it starts coming out, you know, uh. and like, mom, we don't need to hear it. You seriously. <laughs> and dad's like, oh, I'm getting out of here. And he just retreats to his office. Yeah. Um, so, so basically, uh, you know, it's like, you're, how, you, you, your mom's right. How are you going to live without women? How are you going to live eating one food a day, in one meal a day? How are you going to live in Asia? You've never lived in Asia in your life. You've spent a bit of time, but how, how are you going to live outside of Australia? How are you going to live outside of America? Everyone speaks Asian. You're not Asian. How are you going to do this? Well, you know, you all this answers? stuff, all this stuff, you know. And, and so I said, all right, compromise. You know, and then I started to realize, oh, man, this thing is really annoying, you know, because I really feel it. But now I'm starting to have doubts, mm -hmm. you know, and then and, and this is where you have this is where laziness will be your enemy. OK, so if you're lazy, you'll give in by default. But if you're a person that pushes the boundaries and, and, and you know, insists on expanding yourself and, mm -hmm. and, and, and educates yourself in every kind of way and, and keeps an open mind, an objective mind, and that will benefit you immensely because that's yeah. what helped me. Yeah. Uh, because when I got into this life, I kind of made it, I said, look, I'm going to try it for four or five months and then we're going to see. Mm -hmm. I kind of made that pact. And the mind kind of just went away. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. Mm -hmm. So I did it and I dived in and like everything, I said, okay, I'm going to dive into this experience. I'm just going to experience it. I'm going to not have any judgment. I'm just going to like, you know, I'm going to go play in the mud and get mud all over me and just not worry about getting clean. Just, mm -hmm. you know, I'm just going to get, I'm just going to experience what oh, mud all over the body's like, right? So I'm just going to go in there, open mind. I'm going to go straight in. Um, I'm going to put my... Uh, my my family life on the side, all my conditioning, you know, my Italian upbringing and family and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to put it to the side right now, and I'm just going to dive into this. And I did, and that was and and that's not being lazy. That's actually being awake to what's in front right. of you and just diving yeah. in, you know. And I actually never thought of the word lazy attached to like taking action when it comes to listening to your own inner voice it's an interesting word to use and i think of lazy versus being active and committed it usually has to do with a task or a mm. goal or but the idea of being committed and not being lazy to listening to your inner voice and shedding all the noise is an mm. interesting perspective yeah and not being know? lazy with the experience in front of you right just like uh yeah, yeah just committed no but you know i understand it's life mm -hmm. it's life it's a lesson mm -hmm. you know and we can get so jaded in life. Oh, screw it! It's just another this, and it's just another that. That 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 what was happening to me in a big way as well. So, just to recap, what happened was I dived into the experience, and then later I, I was I said, you know what? I got to keep doing this. I got to keep doing this. To finish the story, and we'll you know we'll take it another day. Sorry to leave people hanging, but time is time. Um, but you know, I went back home just recently and saw my two children and my children said please whatever you do dad uh, they wanted me didn't they were totally against me becoming a monk they didn't talk to me for nearly 
a year or two and they mm. gave me a really hard time understandably yeah mm-hmm. but now they're like You've whatever you do dad don't though, right now they're just like whatever you do d- please stay a monk yeah. whatever you do Aww. stay a monk mm. well to that because we have um, just in our very few remaining minutes and we always like to leave this is such a great rich story but we always like to leave our listeners with something applicable that they can do people that are not going to join an ashram or go to a mountaintop I think just I just said that Lazy, you know, don't be lazy with your experience mm-hmm. yeah. anything else in terms of mindfulness more than that Mindfulness is, no, but that's what mindfulness is. Mm -hmm. It's being attentive to what's happening Mm -hmm. at every moment, 100%. -hmm. And to do that requires an immense level of of application. Mm -hmm. It's not as easy as it sounds. Mm -hmm. So it's discipline, it's presence of mind, are those... Is that, are those absolutely those accurate absolutely words to use? yeah life get into it mm-hmm. Be, mm-hmm. and it could come in the form of meditation whether that's simple it doesn't have to be 10 hours a day in the middle of the woods it could be sitting and breathing or just trying to quiet your mind as long as you can breathe you can meditate and like uh, a famous monk said uh, any meditation is good meditation mm-hmm. there's no such thing as bad meditation yeah yeah. Right, a lot of people use that as a reason they don't do it. Oh, I can't do it well. Yeah, like, I don't know exactly. how to meditate. It's like, yeah. what's doing? Yeah. You know, I've Can always asked breathe? people, explain to me what good meditation is. I really want to know. What the hell is it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's 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 true. We've talked about that. You know, if you can breathe, you can meditate, according to Bonte. I like that. Um, and with the remaining minute that we have, I guess, you know, one last question for you. You've been in the States now. You know, just is there one piece of advice you can give to the listeners being in the States, seeing what's going on and now that you're leaving? Yeah. To uh, not really. I think, you know, uh, this president. OK, I don't talk about politics, but I only, I only speak truth. Yeah. This president was democratically elected. Mm hmm. Fair and square. Mm-hmm. This country follows the constitution, does it not? Mm-hmm. Well, Most that's days. it. That's it. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. that's it. Open your heart. Open your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Don't make judgments. Yeah. The last thing, the only thing I'll say about Trump, I don't know Trump. I have no idea. But what oh, I do, I thought he was the friend that you called in New York City when he came. Yeah, he's like my, he was, he's my taxi <laughs> buddy, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, he's yeah. I go and taxi with him. No, look. He said he said throughout his policy what he was going to do, and, and he's, he's doing, doing it. it. Yeah. That's now right. tell me, tell me, how many politicians in your whole lifetime right. have you met that actually do what they're going to say? It's true. It's true. So if that's not a good quality, I don't know what is. I mean, I hate to say it, but that's a good quality, and that's yeah. all I'm saying about it. Yeah. And I. The rest, we have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. talked about it on the show how it's going to take some spiritual humility and, and learn what we can. Maybe there is some good things that we'll learn. If anything, he goes for what he believes and what he wants. And that's something that we all can learn how to do. If you don't agree with his policies, go and live your life the way you want to. And it's the same in Australia. We never get the president we want. But it's just how it is. I mean, what are you going to do? Go kill people? You know, I mean, what are we talking about? You know, yeah. be mature. Mm-hmm. Grow up, you know. That's this is a mature. I'm situation. trying, Bonte. <laughs> no, but <laughs> I've gone quiet. But I mean, have you seen? Have you seen the the nastiness that can occur from yeah. not accepting yeah, this? Yeah, well, that's yeah. what it is. It's acceptance, yeah. and it's trying to find the still quiet small vi- voice inside of yourself and inside of all the noise, whether it's individual or global. Right. I think is what I'm. What we're learning from you today. Right. And also, it's a wake-up call. It's like live your life, people. Take action. Talk is cheap. 
And with that, this is the end of another episode of The Rob and Callie Show. My name is Rob Kay. Your name is? My name is Callie Alpert. Thank you, Bonte, for joining us. Thank you, Bonte. Thank you so much for being a guest. Thanks for listening, y'all. Take care.